This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, I review Daemon X Machina and Tech Warfighter on the Nintendo Switch, plus a major news announcement regarding an anime based on a cult classic RPG from Square Enix coming next year. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody had a great and safe 4th of July weekend, which I know you did not if you look at the news, but at least for the most part, I hope most of our listeners did and they're keeping themselves and their families and friends and just people in general safe out there. Uh, it's not over yet. We still got a lot going on in the world majorly and uh, we just need to be, we just need to be chill about it. So hopefully that is happening. Uh, before we get anywhere near to gaming, I want to give a big shout out to all of the new listeners and the new followers on Podbean. Uh, as of recently, we've had a exponential growth of followers on that uh, platform, and I can't be more grateful and thankful for all of you. Uh, th- thankful to Podbean too because they put us on the featured uh, part uh, section of their uh, of their website recently, and I think that's what that's alluding to. Plus the release of the uh cast of naruto exclusive that i did which is getting huge numbers of downloads this is like the as of right now this is officially the biggest downloaded uh episode of the year by far and i i i'd be remiss to see what's going to be next but i never know who's going to be on the show or what i'm going to be doing next with the show so i can never say that so but thank you to everybody who has been listening, who is now listening, and who hopefully will keep listening to this show as we move on, because we got a lot to talk about, not only in gaming, but all things anime, comics, movies, and games, of course. So, uh, on Sunday, I will talk a little bit more deeper about the uh, Naruto cast uh, exclusive that I did uh, just a while ago, because there was some feedback I got and some really heartfelt uh, feedback that I got from fans of the show and how it affected them and in such a really really interesting way and it's something i do want to touch on why the naruto series is such a big deal and to many so uh we'll talk about that on our sunday show because it is it will be anime based so if you're all the otaku listeners out there definitely get ready for that but i digress let's get to some gaming news actually we're going to talk about anime and gaming at the same time too so because we have to talk about this and i was thinking because it's an anime I was going to wait till the Prime show on, sun, on this Sunday when I talk about it, but it's based on one of the, one of my favorite cult classic action RPGs, so we got to talk about this now. Um, just a few days ago, Funimation now announced some major, major news. I couldn't be more happy and excited about this. I, I, my, I blew my mind. It blew my mind when I saw this announcement, and I didn't think this was ever happening or will happen or whatever. It is coming. One of the cult classic rpg games from square enix and jupiter is coming in 2021 and it is none other than the world ends with you a game that i have played on the ios so when i first played it it started on the nintendo ds built this huge cult classic and then i discovered it from when i played it on the uh on my gamepad uh, on my ipad and uh the iphone and fell in love with this game because not only just because of the art style which is um it's just phenomenal man it's just it's absolutely awesome uh the art style is is it's just awesome uh which i believe is inspired by uh shibuya 
uh, of all people from youth culture. Um, it, very graffiti like. I love it. But the narrative and storytelling was so awesome here. This is like the sixth sense of video games. If you can understand that, if if you played it, you understand what I'm talking about with that. But now this is going to be the sixth sense of anime. And I have reason to believe that if it's going to be as any good, and it, it is because it's going to be strictly based off of the game. This could be one of the best anime series in years. And I'm recently playing replaying it again um, upon this announcement. And it is the, the storytelling is just so damn good. And it's basically, uh, how can I describe what is happening? There's a uh, character named Niku, who everybody loves. Uh, Niku is kind of a, he's kind of a, I don't want to, he's kind of a loner. I don't want to say, yeah, he's kind of an introvert and, and loner. But he wakes up and regains consciousness in the middle of the intersection and has no memory of anything that's going on in the world right now and where he's at or what happened but he finds himself in this game in this type of world in his game and he meets a bunch of different characters uh within the game but he's also discovering that this is a life or death survival type of situation that he's in because he has to he's getting these new powers that he's never had before he's also uh a part of this game based on these characters called the reapers and he has to complete tasks within a certain time. Now, as you go through along the game, you discover, he discovers that he's dead. <laughs> now, he has to, he's trying to discover how he died and what happened and all types of situation. And it just unravels to so much more as time goes by. And some things happen in between and, you know, some really, you get drawn into these characters so well the character development and the story narrative draws you in so well in this game and if if you've never played this game but you play kingdom hearts you've seen this character he i believe um the characters in neko and all those have been seen i think on uh what was it one of the kingdom heart games it was two it was rather two or one of the spin-off games that they did for this but um the world ends with you it, there is a stage on air so you've seen it but may not have recognized where it was from or started learning where it was from but that's how really great this game to for that game to have its own stage on kingdom hearts that speaks volumes but aha uh, and, and the gameplay is very different too because it's more of a touch base uh style of gameplay i i was i was mad I, and I've spoke about this before on the previous episodes. I was mad that they decided to go the touchscreen way on the Nintendo Switch because I rather it be you know using the analog stick. But for some reason, they decided to do it. It's not really as fun to play it using your finger. I use a stylus, like much like I did with the iPad to play the game. But once I started using a stylus, I just I forgot all about it and just still enjoyed the game for what it was. I just wish they gave you they allowed you to have options to be able to uh play the game in a different way that you did before but there are some different story elements on the recent one and uh, it's just awesome but the anime the the trailer for the anime looks so freaking awesome i cannot wait for this to come out and it, uh the, the cool because he has seven days to figure out what's going on seven days and that's not a long long time to do anything but it looks beautiful the anime looks so awesome uh seeing this in motion like this is going to be crazy seeing all the characters like beats and rhyme and some of the other uh reapers and stuff like that this is this is going to be great i i i cannot wait for this i cannot wait to see everything that i've played in this game in motion and the results of everything and how it ends and how everything happens this is i, I can tell you this this is going to be an ova without a doubt this is not going to be like a long running series because it's a seven it's covering seven days but it is coming in 2021 oh man we got a whole another six months or so to wait for this this is insane i can't wait this is some of the best news that i've had uh that i've heard in so long in regards to um anime based games so and funimation is getting the rights to it so 
which means we're gonna get a sub and dub version for everybody to like. So I I, 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 I absolutely appreciate it. And you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. For those of you who will complain about the dub, first of all, shut up. Two, <laughs> um, I, I, I gotta point this out because a friend of mine who is Japanese, we had this conversation and she even brought up something really interesting on the ACMG Facebook group in regards to sub and dubs. I had this argument for so long because you know there's always this sub versus dub type of conversation. And one of these days, I'm going to get her on this show to talk about this because I've been waiting to get this clarification for so long. There are people who swear down the subs, the anime uppity who swear down the subs, which is the most pretentious thing ever. I got to say, it is absolutely the most pretentious thing ever because one, most of the people who swear down to these subs aren't people who don't or aren't fluent in the language, first of all majority of the people who swear down the subs are not fluent in the uh in the japanese language two the other thing is is that they only like it because they want to consider themselves purist because they feel that the sub version is the natural dialogue and it's the perfect uh version that is how true that is so not true in a sense and here's why my theory to that is that okay? So you like the, the, the subs? You like to hear them speak in their uh, in their uh, in their natural dial, uh, dialect? That's fine. I respect that to that extent. But what makes you think that just because they're speaking their natural dialect and language, that is any better than what we're hearing from the dub? Who's to say that somebody from Japan who is watching their own show in their language? doesn't say that these voice act that these voices suck and in fact my friend Himena who absolutely confirmed this and said that she likes some dubs better than the subs because she knows and watches them raw I might add she doesn't use the subtitle she doesn't need to use the subtitle she watches raw and some of the voices doesn't click with her and doesn't click with everybody so just because you like them in sub does not mean that they're better than dub. It just means that you're, you're stupidly pretentious about it and you think you know what you're talking about. No, it's not true, which means you can like whatever you like. Himena has told me that and she not only that, not only did she tell me that, like, not all of them are good, but she also went out of her way to give an example on our ACMG Facebook group and it had a clip of uh the movie joker with uh joaquin phoenix on there and the 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 scene where joaquin phoenix and um robert de niro on and during the talk show scene at the very end she showed a clip of that from the japanese version of that which was very well done i might might say uh the japanese uh dub of joker was awesome but she pointed that out that like the difference between the two and the contrast between the two and it just it shut a lot of people up and i'm here to shut a lot of people up right now so please people like what you like but don't say that one is better than the other especially when you don't know truly which is better than one or the other and don't hassle people because they you know you want you're supposed to be the natural or purist which you're not that's the point stop being anime uppity about it and just enjoy anime for what it is whatever it is and how you want it to be whatever you like just don't hassle anybody else for liking it the way that they want to that's all i gotta say i'm gonna move on from this but absolutely awesome that the world ends with you is coming in 2021 cannot wait for that in other news and unfortunate news wwe 2k battlegrounds has announced its release date and new details of this and i gotta say upon hearing this i am not happy with this at all but let's move on the game is set to release on september 18th with over 70 wrestlers available at launch wwe 2k battlegrounds is created by team 2k uh or 2k team or the two let me let me rephrase that the wwe 2k battleground was created by the 2k team behind uh battle nba battlegrounds which i actually i actually do uh, like nba battlegrounds um 
NBA Battlegrounds, if you haven't played it before, it you know, but you love NBA Jam, it's the 3D version of NBA Jams, but not ex- not directly uh, to it. They just made a game that really rivals that old school arcade feel. And I thought that they did it uh, really well, especially uh, the second one, uh, Battlegrounds 2. I like Battlegrounds 2 a lot. Much easier to play. Um, difficulty level is not too hard. And you just, you absolutely enjoy it. I don't know too much about uh, WWE 2K Battleground. They're going to do the same thing. Uh, Pretty much what happened here, if you don't know, WWE and 2K Games is looking to do the same thing with the latest attempt. After, uh, basically they're trying to regain momentum back from the lack of quality that they had in last year's 2k20 which was said to be the biggest disaster so much so i didn't even want to play it when i found out that ukes discontinued their long-running relationship with the company i knew that this was a means to an end and it was going to doom it and in fact it did because wwe had the worst gay wrestling game ever last year i mean it was just bar and i want to say ever but in years like not since uh legends of wrestling it's it was been said to been that bad full of glitches and it it was just uh, you know because i believe if i'm correct if i remember ukes let left mid development to this and they report there was an interview that they did uh i think the ceo did a while back talking about how they just lost motivation and 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 this was during a time when wwe was just it, it you know the morality of WWE, which is still continuing now, has declined because of everything that was going on behind the scenes and everything. And you know, it's it's just it's happening. So they decided to leave, and they're going to make their own uh, new wrestling game, which still hasn't been announced yet. And uh, AEW is still in the midst of making their own wrestling game as well, amongst other ones. So we still have yet to find out what Yux is going to be doing soon and no word on it yet they've, they've been very very secretive about it and probably even more now because of COVID-19 so we don't know their status of anything um but WWE 2K Battlegrounds is going to be like a super deformed over-the-top arcade style wrestling game much like uh WWE Superstars it's not like their first attempt at doing something like this which means also there's possibilities that this game is going to uh, include some very <coughs> excuse me a very limited gameplay it's going to be some limitations I guarantee there's going to be some limitations with this probably just you know one two button controls it's not going to be anything like of the simulation style that Ukes had so there'll probably be limitations in terms of move sets and all the things that you could have done in the Ukes space you know 2k games uh i unfortunately it looks like definitely there will be no creative uh you know creative wrestler features and the creative suite is gone because that i believe that was a Ukes trademark exclusive anyway so that right there is just that was the meat and potatoes of WWE 2K games was the creative suite. And it's sad when WWE 2K18 on a Nintendo Switch was better than 2K20. <laughs> That's just bad. Um, 2K games also announced that there will be four game modes that will be included in the game. And upon looking at this, I was not impressed at all. The campaign uh, mode, which consist of seven new and fictional wrestling uh wrestlers uh which are competing for a wwe contract so there will be some type of a story element here so which that's good uh or bad (laughs) too you will pick one uh you'll pick like one and fight your way through uh multiple stages with uh the help of stone cold steve austin and paul Heyman along the way maybe more i don't know um then there you have the exhibition mode, which is a mostly a local and multiplayer mode up of up to four people. There's King of the Battleground, which is another online last man standing mode of up to four people players to begin with four uh, to begin. And then you got four waiting after that. Basically, this is the Royal Rumble and they just calling it uh, King of Battle, uh, King of the Battlegrounds. So you have that the game also has eight locations to fight across and a lot of wacky and cartoony elements uh from so there's going to be a lot of uh believe 
uh, environmental elements that interact that you're going to be interacting with throughout the uh, stages as well. Uh, the roster will consist of current and past wrestlers as well. So after looking at this, my thoughts on this is like, I'm not buying this game. <laughs> One, what well, not only just because I don't, it looks like it's going to be very limited. I mean, it looks good, but so did the other games too. And it's it, it just looks like it's going to be very limited in the gameplay compared to last year. It's going to be very arcade-based, which is not the worst thing in the world. But more or less, I am I think that it's you're not going to get that same experience that you had before. And furthermore, the other reason is that I'm just not supporting any WWE-based games right now. I decide I just decided and I'm not being biased in a sense of of like I like AEW or any other wrestling organization better but I'm just tired of giving money to an organization who has the worst moral and ethics of any company I've ever seen in years and if you follow wrestling you can't if you follow wrestling for real and you're not just like a stubborn you know uh, wrestling fan who who wishes to look at these through uh, naive gar uh, you know a naive set of gargles? You've realized that they've done some really crappy stuff over the years, and I'm tired of supporting that. I've I've been a fan of them during the Attitude Era, and still love the Attitude Era stuff. Still love Stone Cold and The Rock and all that stuff, and I love the past. But let's be real, the stuff in the past weren't all that great all that great anyway and then just all this stuff that's been happening over the years it's like after a while the moral side of me was like i can't take this not to mention they don't treat their staff <laughs> that well there's some there's a situations right now with the COVID 19 situation that they always try to gloss over and stuff i mean it's just a lot of stuff when it comes to wwe so i decide not to mess with that company at all or work with that company at all. i just i can't i cannot in in all in all sense actually support that company but do you there there's they're the hardcore fans out there that refuse and i mean refuse to i mean yeah it's it's crazy because people feel like you can't be a wrestling fan if you're not a wwe fan and that's ridiculous you can still be a wrestling fan and don't and not be a wwe fan point blank but nonetheless um this game will have a lot for i i, I think it, people will buy it but i don't i have a feeling my hunch is that it's not going to turn out well it's not going to have that same pizzazz as the uh, prior years and i don't know we'll see we'll just see what happens there are a lot of other wrestling games that are in the works right now anyway so we'll see how that goes but i am going to opt out of even putting in money for this game and, 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 and investing in this game at all i refuse for a lot of for a lot of reasons but let's move on because we actually got more wrestling news coming up and this is in the form of super nintendo online which will be adding three new cool classic games coming next week uh what is this july 15th which is watch is a two no it's going to be wednesday wednesday july 15th they're going to be releasing three new games one of them is the all time favorite donkey kong country uh the second one is immortal and for us wrestling fans natsume championship wrestling that classic so that's coming all to uh super nintendo online and what a great time for them to bring that game so i could use another wrestling game until retro uh mania wrestling comes in which is looking ever so good uh we get every new vlogs every week from mike herman uh, in regards to the process of the game and it looks like it's shaping up it is coming this september from what they said um hopefully it will continue to come because they keep adding new content to it uh to the game so you know better late than never and i'm looking forward to playing that game and much more from there so i'm hoping i'm really really hoping that game is going to do well because i it looks great uh i would i will say that hopefully that there will be more frames of animation for what i see because what i'm seeing right now is you know i know they're trying to get retro but i would love to see more frames of animation from the title but we'll see how they do it just it looks good right now i'm hoping to see more uh and and getting a chance to play that game so 
Uh, some really interesting and possibly sad news if you're a fan of um, the Game Informer magazine. Andy McNamara, uh, who is the editor-in-chief of Game Informer, if you ever read the magazines, that which I do, um, th- he would always have some really great editorials, um, which, you know, it's kind of, when you read it, it's kind of looking through the looking glass of what he's done what he's seen throughout the years of his life in the gaming industry and always after every so often i do read his uh editorials especially during um very significant times of uh the gaming industry and i i really love his stuff but he just gave uh his last editorial because he is stepping down as editor-in-chief of game informer and a heartfelt final editorial on the latest game informer entitled it's so hard to say goodbye he writes to the fans myself included of the magazine uh, and how much he has appreciated the 29 years he has worked for the media group uh he talks about the great times and the hardships of building the media brand and but uh not regretting one bit of it and just loving it all the way i loved when i heard that because it just reminds me of kind of what i'm doing with acmg and everything going on here and it's like it's not all roses but the fact of the matter is no matter what you love what you do and you work and you have fun doing it but you got to work hard to have fun and i can't stress that enough and it's not all gonna be great it's not all going to be perfect and you're going to have to, you know, get through some things. And it was great to hear him actually say that as well, briefly as it was. But he, you know, just saying it and pointing it out. It's awesome because you have to go through hardships no matter what. It's like you, nothing is perfect. And that's what I think people need to understand. Like when they see people doing really cool things in the industry that they love, you have to understand that there's always been some rough times along the way. But you, if you really love it that much, you will embrace them because you and expect them to come. Actually, when you do that, it's not that really hard. Um, but he briefly and vaguely discussed his next venture in which he assures us that although he is leaving Game Informer, he is not leaving the game industry. He does not say, though, where he's heading, as I'm sure is a sort, sort, some sort of a like uh, NDA clause within that you know that that's standard it's understandable but um you know i gotta say i really enjoyed his time on game informer and what he's done and what he's contributed to it and you know a man with that much history it's an awesome thing um i really you know i really really wish i can hear that from not only people like him and i have I had Chris Melisinas, who's also a gaming historian, on his show. I believe twice on his show. Um, I wish once I can get somebody who's been in the industry of color, who's been in the industry for that long as well. I, I'm really, I mean, with everything, we're, we're, we're with us working hard to change the narr- the life narrative or the narrative of life and quality of life i want so bad to talk with somebody of my culture and my community or other communities at that i mean we do hear some other cultures outside of that but never of like african-american i know there's like one or two guys out there in every single industry that may have done it but i want to see more i want to see more who can experience these great things and who are afforded these opportunities and i you don't see that much i feel like we're in a hunger games where i maybe that i don't know if that's the right <laughs> reference to do but there's always a tribute that is getting the opportunity to fight their way for a chance at a better life and it's, it's sad because this is the systemic part of things that it's sad i mean we we fight we there's some people who are just as smart just as intuitive just as diligent who can you know experience this as well but you know we can and hopefully that'll change but um you know shout out to andy uh mcnamara and you know i enjoyed his uh his his uh editorials and i will miss him i will miss that and i'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing next i hopefully i'll get that information coming soon too so 
I believe this is the last bit of news I have for this segment, and that is AT&T is reportedly looking to sell their Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment brand, which includes NetherRealm Studios. Of course, you know, you know, Ed Boon Studios that uh, makes Mortal Kombat, TT Games, which makes uh, Lego series and others. This is crazy. I don't know what the reason for this is or why. Um, Does this mean that they're not making that much profit is what they wanted to from this? Or maybe this is just a good time to sell because uh, it could be anything. I don't know the reason for this, but they're apparently selling. And upon this announcement, many companies have expressed their interest in acquiring the company, including Take-Two Electronic Arts EA. And I hope they don't buy it. I hope they don't get a hold of this. I i'm not a fan of ea not because of the quality of their games but again what they have done they have some past crap with them and i there's always something about ea games lately that i don't i did i do not like <laughs> it's always something uh activision is also putting their bid. I, actually i wouldn't mind seeing activision uh acquire them as well and reportedly and i really hope this is not the case microsoft as you know microsoft has also acquired other um you know companies to do exclusive games with them including like double fine and some other um who else i forgot who else was doing it but i know double fine is one of the companies that is working with uh them to do exclusive games i really hope i pray that Microsoft does not get it because that means it's a possibility that Mortal Kombat will be exclusively for Microsoft and I will be so freaking upset if they if they get acquired by Microsoft. Ed Boon, if anybody knows Ed Boon or listening, please write out a petition not to be acquired by Microsoft because I do not want to see Mortal Kombat exclusively for uh, for uh, Xbox. I, I really really don't i don't i i still want to see a lot of the nether realm games ported to the nintendo switch especially now that we know that mortal kombat can play beautifully on there i please 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 don't let it be microsoft i look i would rather be ea before it be microsoft and that's saying a lot <laughs> but if anybody in here any any of the list of um names that i've read off right now I'd rather be Activision. And hopefully, maybe Sony can... I would love to see Sony put their hat in. Sony uh, Interactive to put their hat in in this. Because they need to. Like, please, acquire both Mortal Kombat and uh, Street Fighter. Are you kidding me? That would be awesome. So, we will see. I am My fingers are crossed on that one. And, uh... Jeez, hopefully not. Folks, that will do it for this portion of the show. We are going to take a break, come back, and review two mech-based battle games that are third-party games, Daemon X Mechina and Tech Warfighter. I will be reviewing, comparing, contrasting, seeing if they're worth even investing in. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter 5. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! We are back with our final stage review, and it is my review of two games this week, two 
third person shooter games if i recall i was never a big fan of third person shooters i wasn't a fan of gears of war uh or even action games either i you know i did play god of war and did like god of war can't deny that you know they did do it in a different way uh i think i will enjoy avengers when it comes out as well so there's some rarities and i did like the transformers war and cybertron or age of uh cybertron games which by the way we'll be talking a little bit about that on sunday because you know we're getting closer to that netflix series coming out uh but i decided to check this out you know two there's two games that i wanted to check out when it first came out but i didn't daemon x uh, Mechana was one of them and I remember when it uh, was premiering it premiered on E3 and I think it was around the same time Astral Chains was coming out too and this was the year that people were like oh man like uh, Nintendo Switch is really making moves here with these games with these exclusives and I played Astral Chains I knew I was going to play the Astral Chains I knew because it was platinum games I was going to enjoy it I didn't know if I was going to enjoy Daemon X Mechana as much even though there was parts of it that resembled to me when it first premiered i got that vibe of zone of enders which was one of my favorite game series during the ps1 and ps2 era however upon playing the demo of this game i discovered that this was more familiar with games like armor core which was a mech game i've played but didn't enjoy back then um this was mostly due to the less than impressive mech designs along the way and, and the lack of story development here so it was more of a simulation game with deep customizations you know which is fine there are people who dug armor core and i'm just unfortunately i just wasn't people it doesn't mean that it was bad because i didn't like it it just means it wasn't my vibe so but i do like the fact that they put it was very deep it had a lot of deep customization and deep gameplay value for people uh i just grew up with one of those i just grew up as one of those types when it came to mechs i i grew up a transformers fan and i've always loved the mech design of the transformers i love mech design of robotech and uh what was the other one uh gundam you know i where, where there's some type of you know humanistic element to the designs in there so i've always liked that you know give them a look in a face not just like you know this is just a mechanical machine look with that looks inorganic so that's why i wasn't vibing it like that but it wasn't it also the fact that it wasn't like a pick up and play like zone of vendors or even like the macross games from back then or the gundam games from back then where it where they were complex but not entirely too complex um like they really went on to deep 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 simulation gameplay with armor core so it was to my surprise that i learned that daemon x mechana uh, mechana was developed by none other than uh kenishiro uh suka sukuba who was responsible for the armor core series and i was like damn it i just can't get away from it <laughs> uh sakuda was now able to create a next level uh game of what he was of what he's worked on since 1997 through 19 uh, through 2013 I, I didn't even realize that they were making armor core games all the way up to 2013 that's uh to that credit that's spectacular that's awesome but and and it could have changed i i don't know if they actually changed the way that they did the gameplay whether there was a story mode to it so i gotta look into that but um this time around uh he was able to do have newly improved mech designs thanks to uh soji uh kawamori who is responsible for the armor core series as well as super dimension fortress Matt cross so you got that and let me tell you i do love the latest new designs that they have for some of these i was able to customize some really good uh parts in this thing and some of the head designs and everything were really cool here so i i did like it this time around uh you so that that was a plus not only that but this time around we actually got a story with this which uh something that you rarely got to see and get from armor core games at least the earlier ones i again i haven't played the latest ones i think the last one i played was on like the psp which i i did i purchased but i just like i can't get into this game it's just there's nothing to this game other than customizations and 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 testing and battling and stuff it's like eh, i didn't get it now although they did have 
game, you know, uh, a story here. I do believe this, the story is the game's downfall, in a sense. Uh, to briefly talk about the story, this story takes place in a post-apocalyptic Earth where the moon is torn apart and crashes onto uh, Earth, leading a new norm of a bleeding red sky due to this. Uh, the destruction of the moon has also caused a the development of a new special energy that turned artificial intelligence against humanity. I believe the it's called FITMO, I believe is the name of the energy that they're calling it. Your character is a rookie mercenary that joins a group of um, a group known as the Otters who piloted a highly equipped mech called Arsenals. These Arsenals are able to absorb the FETMO as well and do some really crazy cool stuff with it. Um, the Otters have also somehow gained the special ability after the effects of the mysterious energy coursing through their planet. Now, interesting that they that the story notes this, yet in the game, your character or all the other characters only have these abilities through their arsenals. So I I don't know if they were able to do it themselves. And the reason for being, I'll talk about that soon. Um, it is up to the otters to defend Earth from the artificial intelligence known as the Arms of Immortals, which AI in this case is an acronym for that. It's not artificial intelligence. It is Arms of Immortals as uh, they wage an ongoing battle. Okay. That seems a little bit it's a it's it seems like an okay storyline, nothing that grabs you in. A little bit, you know, complex and deep to some extent. The big problem with this story is that it feels like a chore to get through. And if you watched any reviews out there, or read any reviews about this game, it is all true. It is absolutely true. This story and narrative dragged. I struggled. And I mean, I've been playing this game nonstop for I think maybe two weeks straight, maybe three weeks straight now, trying to get through these games. Uh, I struggled through this game, watching the story develop, which really it kind of didn't in a sense. Um, the game characters were bland, the plot was pointless, and the dialogue was absolutely repetitive because you had from grade E to grade A missions. And it plays a little bit like uh, God Eater, in a sense, you know, you go through these stages, you have these uh, side missions as well as you're going to do these jobs. There's a difference between this and God Eater, definitely. I'll go through that as time goes by. But from grade E missions to grade A missions, all you hear is the mercenaries trying to figure out why they are given missions where they have to fight each other. And this happens through the entire game. And it's like, this is this is as repetitive as, um, I believe, Rio from um, from uh, Shinmu asking about sailors. It, it gets that bad. <laughs> so you have that going on. And it's like, okay, after maybe the fifth or sixth or even a, maybe the third time, not even the fifth or sixth, by the third time, you have to add, you have to question, should I continue to do these missions that are requiring us to fight each other, that are setting, obviously setting you up to fight each other, to destroy each other? Like, what is going on? Get to the bottom of it. No, these guys instead <laughs> decide to go and do the mission without using any form of critical thinking at all. It's like, well, no, well, a mission is a mission. I got to fight you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to try to kill you off. Wait, let's stop and think about this. We have five missions where we're fighting each other. We that said you were supposed to be here and you were supposed to be here and you guys can't figure it out. And your brawn is going over your brain and, and deciding to say, well, no, we're mercenaries. We have to abide by our mission. No, no, stop. <laughs> so there was that situation added to this. The game was just badly fleshed out. Um, so much so that it just came off like a drag. While they were looking f to go uh, the route of the more successful titles like Ga uh, God Eater, they lacked the story and character development that Bandai Namco has done with that series and accomplished for so many years. And I love God Eater. I love all the God Eaters. All the God Eaters were so great to uh, check out um, and play. Uh, even even the uh, anime 
I mean, the game was so good it even came out with anime. So that says uh, that speaks volumes of how good, uh, great God Eater is. Uh, this game was far from that at all. The game and, and the fact that also it's a third person shooter. <laughs> so <laughs> now, now, granted, I tell you what, let's talk about the gameplay. The gameplay actually is the meat and potatoes in the game. And as much as I joke about the third person shooter aspect, that's what's so fun about this game and that's what led me to you know enjoying this game so much uh it comes with a complex set not too difficult control scheme that has you uh in a fast-paced galactic dogfight against immortals uh these huge uh mechs called colossals immortals and for some reason even has you fighting your pairs as you venture through this mission inside missions so there's that um the side missions allow you to take part in events that you previously put up against while also earning extra currency and uh to buy extra upgrades and even find some you know after you defeat certain um some of your peers or teammates or whatever like that you can or even other arsenals you can grab new parts that you can sell or use to upgrade your uh arsenal as well so that's the fun part about this game so I love it. Some 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 of the levels are really hard, and you do have to power up majorly to get through those levels. But it, it, it there is a great balance to it. If you're not equipped to be able to do that, you need to step back and you know upgrade your uh, arsenal immediately before entering these battles. But for the most part, the gameplay is very balanced. I love the gameplay. It's the if if I just played that and not worry about the story, I will be great. Because the story did not help this game at all. Playing through uh, with your um, arsenal does make you feel like the old days of Armor Core, yet not as clunky or slow-paced as those games were. I mean, like, it, it is very fast-paced. Like, you're just, even when you're walking, eventually you start skiing through the ground, and then eventually you can boost uh, higher as you're going around. So, I like that. Um, granted... Going through without your arsenal provides a greater risk when you get out of it. And you do have the option to get out of the actual arsenal. And that's I think that was another thing that was so awesome about this game. Because most games don't allow you to do this. But this has the ability. You do create your own character, which is awesome. And the, one of the things that I was really worried about with this game when it first came out. Because a lot of... A lot of uh, anime-based games or games from Japan, when it comes to customizations, they lack a lot of representation, even though they know that there are uh, people from foreign uh, countries that are going to be playing this, and a lot of them are people of color. Not this game. I give great respect to what they've done. The customizations for this game, for your characters, are awesome. Uh, the hair types, they got locks, they got natural hair, they got afro. Um, it, it's I really love it. The skin tones uh, are, this is a definite game changer as far as customization. So I do love this aspect of it. Um, it's really, 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 really cool with that. I think they had better customizations than uh, Astral Chains as well. Even though Astral Chains did somewhat of a great job, the selections are still far and few compared to what they did here. Um, so I like that. But you, you're, you're, uh, your pilot your character can jump out of the arsenal and fight out there. The thing is, there will be a greater risk in doing so. Uh, so you you got to make sure that you upgrade your character as well. And you can do that basically um, going through the shop and upgrading it. Now, doing so will absolutely turn you into more machine than human. So by the end of the game, you might end up being, depending on what choices you make, you may actually end up becoming a entire cyborg in this case because you just had all these operations and such. Had I known that, I would have probably opt out of it because there's a part where like the face, you're completely covered up and your body has changed completely but you do have the ability to fight and battle better than you did before and maybe have a better survival chance being out of your arsenal because if your arsenal goes down then basically you have to jump out and keep fighting and you got to be really really fast and you got to be able to fly and you got to be able to uh have a great arsenal enough to take down and i have taken down some arsenals uh 
without my mech. I had I you know there I mean so there is a great there's a great strategy in the gameplay. They like I said the gameplay is the biggest strength of this entire game. Thank goodness because that story did not do it any justice at all. My only negative with the gameplay and and, and the game style of it is the targeting system. While it works better depending on what arsenal uh parts that you have particularly uh the head um that you're using it's still hard to target some enemies who are ridiculously fast making it almost hard to get through uh during this whole entire situation um so the customizations is also like i said has been great so we talked about it you can uh, you know there's some great designs here from um Kawamura, uh, Kawamori here that he designed. You have a variety of heads, arms, legs, body parts along the way, shoulder weapons um, to fight off. And there's some heavy duty weapons as well. You just have to make sure that they're not too heavy, that it slows your entire movement down, that you have enough boost speed while in there as well. Uh, so you, it, it, it everything balances out for that. You can, like I said, you can enhance your, uh, your own character as well. Uh, so you had that going on and the customization is awesome for some reason also you will have to find uh throughout the game you go out and to these missions and you may come across some blueprints for more powerful parts um they don't explain too much on that portion of the customizations or at least they don't make it easy for you to find how to find these blueprints or whatever but once you find them you uh, have the opportunity to upgrade some really great and powerful weapons that you will definitely need during the final mission or the final battle of this game. And trust me, God, it took forever to get to this game. I I, I couldn't be more happy to have uh, completed this game by the end. But there's also something really quirky in this game, too. And that is the random option to go to an ice cream shop. That actually, you can pick how many scoops you want, how many flavors, waffle. It's like just going into like a Ben and Jerry's or whatever. And it gives you the option to pick out these flavors. And upon these flavors, it gives you an extra boost of, uh, and increases your stats pretty much for the next battle. And, um, the ice cream only gives you extra stats temporarily per mission so you have to keep going back to get it and it just like any you know shop that you go to you get a card and every time it stamps the card you get an extra token which gives you a free ice cream without you having a spending currency so it's it's it is what it is overall i like this game when it in terms of the core gameplay and the stunning art style and visuals however when digging deep into the story it resulted in such constant boredom i was wanting this game to end so badly and it just felt like it was going it was taking forever for it to end it, there was a, such a lack of balance of uh narrative in this game it it, it it was just putting in a story just for the sake of the story but the story just plain sucked um this was the first time i've ever played a game where the side missions outweigh the main missions and the story missions. As far as the gameplay and presentation, this game has it. But as a whole, it suffers from bad storytelling and development, which makes this a hollow game experience. And for that, I have to give this a C at best. That That's just the way I, just the way I see it from right there. There's no way I could give this a B minus or any stretch or even a C plus. It's just a, a, a C. So on the other hand, you have an indie development group, uh, Tech War Fighter, by Drake and De- uh, by Drake and Dev, or Dracker Dev. Um, now, if you're looking for a mech game with a action simulation experience with less complexities as Daemon X uh, Mechana, then maybe what, uh, War Tech uh, Fighter may be the game for you. War Tech Fighter is a third-person space shooter feature uh, featuring more giant mech robots fighting in space rather than on earth um this game has been compared to in the likes of uh hollywood movie styles of pacific rim uh and it kind of has that type of feel you do kind of get that type of feel but also with like a modern day asteroids game feel and i don't know if any gamers remotely is old enough to know what asteroids is that i'm i don't know my demographics at the moment here but uh if you're old school like i am 
you know, Asteroids is as Paleolithic as you could get <laughs> as far as gameplay. So it has that type of element, which is kind of cool. It is really cool. The game focuses less on plot and character development rather than the gameplay, which after playing Daemon X uh, Mechana, this was a relief. I didn't care about the story element. There is a story there, but but the story is really simple and effective, to be honest. Um, in the story, your character in the battle against an alien force named, uh, known as the uh, Zetronians. And it is up to you and your group and your team or force or whatever to save the galaxy from this terroristic galactic threat. That is it. That's all I need to hear. Enough said. You just you know what you're fighting against. You, you're going in. You're doing your thing. Nothing really big. There is some minor cutscenes in here, you know, I guess due to limitation and budget, whatever, and that's fine. But they, that was, I think their limitations is their strength in this case. Um, what the game lacks in presentation of the previous game that I just reviewed, it makes up for in a fun and user-friendly experience. Wartech Fighter allows you to build uh, up to build and upgrade your uh, fully equipped war tech uh, as you destroy enemies in a large scale combat fight. Uh, the game also has the ability to battle uh, in first and third person view. I never actually did the first person view. I need to try that, but you know, I love the third person, um, you know, view of it. It was awesome. I like the fact to see your, these, um, your your tech fire war uh your war techs i should say out in the field and there's some really cool uh tech des uh, mech designs in here as well the customizations feel a bit tricky though and a bit convoluted uh compared to uh the last game i reviewed but once you get once you figure it out it uh, it does give you some very rewarding uh in some powerful designs that you get um the mech designs are pretty good in here i I would say equally. I would almost say equally. It's not a, like the cell shaded look of Daemon X uh, Mechana, but there is a charm. There's a beautiful charm to the uh, look and feel of this game. And it has that little bit of a humanistic, humanoid look that I love from Transformers and, uh, you know, the, the, the ser all the game and uh, anime series that I mentioned, Transformers and uh, Gundam and Robotech, stuff like that. So I, 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 did like some of the, what they provided. You can have the more mech look, and then they have some, you know, very human humanoid look looking mechs as well. So the mech designs are pretty good, and I, I do like them. Um, however, they it gets even better. There are some really cool looking mechs, and then some of them that look very familiar to other game characters, such as the Reaper from um, Darksiders. And even one that looks like War Machine. I don't know if they have a collaboration or agreement with those companies to do this, but if you get those mechs, you will absolutely see even the swords and everything. It, I don't, I don't know if there's some collaboration with Marvel or, or um, the company. I believe THQ is the one that handles uh, Darksiders or whatever company that handles Darksiders now. But. Um, yeah, that's you have some interesting ones from that point. Uh, how to attain them relies on you to doing side missions and finding these hidden items across the stages you enter. So you have to go deep. Leveling up seems to be quite simple to pull off while conducting research and development. Uh, doesn't feel as easy to do. And I, War, War Tech Fighter could have benefited actually uh, from having a more comprehensive tutorial on how to do everything in here. And that's the one negative I would have for this game is that when you want to learn how to build things, it doesn't, it's not that self-explanatory. And that's one of the problems I have with a lot of these um, mech simulation games. This is why I love Gundam so much. Gundam was a very, so much easier to really get into because they don't require you to do so much. It's just, you get in, you pilot these, you pilot the Gundams, you're out. Same with Macross. You know, it doesn't have to be that deep. Uh, what really made the gameplay experience so much fun, though, is in fact their targeting system, which is total opposite of what I had in Daemon X Mechana. Uh, so much of a difference. Once every, like, even in fast paced, uh, you know, battles, you really lock into your enemies. And when you get closer to defeating them, 
your targeting system turns red, giving you the opportunity to do to, uh, hit the X button, which sets off a cool QTE sequence of your war tech destroying the ships or um, the other mechs, uh, which is a really cool Pacific Rim style of uh, cinematic scene that you have. And that's where I love about this. This was so fun about this game. Uh, the other fun mode in this is fighting against other war techs, which becomes a back and forth rock'em sock'em type of battle sequence that is kind of reminiscent of both rock'em sock'em robots and blades of steel if you guys remember that hockey game from back in the day um so you can also compete in survival mode where you can go off against unlimited uh, limited amounts of enemies as you go down and the longer you last the more it benefits you as you will gain different items and currency or whatnot from there so that's a great way of actually you know getting enough money to afford to upgrade your characters as well but you it you can't just go in there and do it the first time around you need to build your character needs to be way more powerful before you can enter the survival mode to give you a better advantage of getting gaining more currency and other items items as well overall well war tech fighter doesn't have the big anime presentation and budget of uh, daemon x uh mechana uh, has it has a lot of heart and that's where I, that's where the game really compares almost evenly to that and it's simple and effective gameplay also uh, makes it a bit more enjoyable to me so plus having a light and easy to follow story didn't drain my life away from this um i would i would if i'm gonna grade this yeah honestly i also evenly gives this a c no more no less like both these games are good they're they're really good and they're fun to play but they one has something the other one hasn't so if you combine them together they're both really good fun experience but i wouldn't focus on as far as if you want something for story development or something like it, this is not for you. If you want hardcore gameplay and fun, you know, action, both these games got something to offer on that level. So, but they're not the best things that I've played ever, especially in comparison to other games that I've played earlier this year or recently, or even coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, both of these games get a C, but if you're a mech fan, I, I'd say from a play standpoint, if I just focus on completely gameplay, I would say one gets a B and the other one, actually one gets a B, the other one will probably get, um, no, I'll get, I would give them a B as far as both gameplay. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're different, but this, but have some evenly quality elements to them as well. So there you have it. Um, those are my, I think, I, let me tell you, I'm so glad that I'm finally gave, able to get this review because I struggled majorly getting through both these games. I may never do something like this again, but there you have it. That's my review of both these games. Uh, even Evenly good games, but not the best thing that you're ever going to play out here. So, folks... That will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you guys so very much for being on, uh, for coming and listening to the show and, you know, taking an hour of your time to get away from what's going on in the world. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you again to all my new followers and listeners of the show as well. I uh, really appreciate it. This Sunday, anime fans, listen up. This Sunday, I am going to talk about a classic anime that you may or may not know about that i've been dying to talk about and if you're a wrestling fan anime fans and wrestling fans you will definitely want to tune in for this episode because i am going to look back at a cult classic known as kaneko man uh if you recognize that name most of you know that if you are old school you know if you're a guy my age and you had toys from back in the day and in one particular called muscle which was these little pink toys that in fact is based on an anime and a manga series that is still running in japan well at least the manga is still running in japan called kanikoman which is these intergalactic wrestlers that um you will have the opportunity to check out if you haven't go online look them up but i want to talk about this show because i recently got a chance to watch the from episodes 1 to 87 which covers three or four different arcs of the series and there's a lot to talk about this series why i love this series and why i was offended by this series throughout this whole entire thing there's there's some offensive things but the, you gotta take account that this was the 80s 
and they did manage to change out so we'll talk about that the comedy the controversy and why i believe this needs to be rebooted majorly for wrestling fans especially so we're going to talk about that and all of the news that is going on this week in the world of our favorite fandom so stay tuned for that as well again folks thank you again you can check out all of our episodes including the recent uh exclusive with the cast of naruto on talktimelive.com you can also go on to uh talk time live exclusive on that page to check out all of our interviews with some of the best in all things anime comics movies and games uh from game developers to uh marvel producers uh to artists in the world of marvel and dc i mean we got it we got them in here it is so awesome um you can check us out also and subscribe and download on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast stitcher pocket cast Podbean, and and all the amazon devices as well i actually listened to an episode of my show on amazon um i can't say it because i have the device in here and if i shout it out it's going to say it but all amazon devices as well you can check it out in here uh so thank you guys so much uh there will be some more exclusives coming down the line there may be some other news coming down the line so hopefully that will be some good news that i get to hear coming down the line uh, based on some uh talks that i had recently and some meetings i have recently so um cross your fingers stay tuned for that and uh continue to support this show thank you all again i really appreciate it uh, especially during these times so folks thank you so much and get ready for this sunday's episode that is it for now this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here be safe please be safe and have a great week i'll talk to you on sunday take care Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.